Welcome everybody to episode 19 of Ghost Party Radio, an in-depth and very serious exploration into the world of genre film hosted by two small-time cowards. I'm Trevor, and allow me to introduce my co-host, young, dumb, and full of puns. It's Adam Cervantes Wagner. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, you know, I, what I realized recently, Adam, our most used phrases are, oh boy, I say that a lot. We say wow a lot. <laughs> and listening to the uh, Silver Ghosties episode, we say, oh my gosh, or oh my god, a lot. Right. I remember you saying, oh my goss, referencing yeah. <laughs> gosling, I think. Yep, yep, yep. Super, super good. I, I, maybe I'm the one who's uh, full of puns. But uh, Adam, you didn't know this until a few moments ago when I had to say it, but I sent you a text message. Go ahead and check out that text message right now. What you're about to see is my recording setup today. I am in a secret location. Do you want to guess where the location is? Yeah, you look like you're in some university conference room. Yeah, I am uh, coming to you live from Monarch Outpost 66 <laughs> on Skull Island. Wow. No, uh, really, though, I am in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. I've been uh, I've taken a few days away from work and the, the drive-ins and uh, the theater's about to reopen, so I, I decided I would take some time away. I, I went out to um, the Film Bar here in Phoenix, which is one of my favorite art houses, and then I'm heading uh, to the Loft Cinema, which is my favorite movie theater in the world, uh, tomorrow night. And my girlfriend doesn't know this, but uh, I rented out the Loft tomorrow, uh, and we're going to be playing uh, the Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, thank you. What, what's the occasion for uh, watching Royal Tenenbaums? So it's just simply what I said, like, I just wanted to get away. Um, you know, and, and I had a few days away here from the drive-in and before I get really, 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 really busy, this was like my last chance to do that. And I just figured uh, somewhere I could go to safely and, um, the, the loft, they're so, so, so cool. And they were like, I totally nerded out at them at the art house convergence I went to one time and they were like, yeah, I remember you because the loft was like a big, huge inspiration for me to start working at the theater that I work at now. Mm -hmm. And it was just they were like, yeah, we remember you. Like, yeah, please roll by. Don't worry about it. It's free. Like, um, we'll just play this movie for you. And they just redid that entire new um, huge screen that they have there. They retrofitted it for 70 millimeter and stuff. But we're going to be watching a Criterion Blu-ray, not not Royal Tenenbaums on 70 millimeter. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, your girlfriend's really going to like that. She and I watched the Royal Tenenbaums last week and she was over. But uh, I think she'll yeah. enjoy watching it again. I will not be subjected to some cuckold situation here on this podcast. <laughs> First, all this talk of puns, and now all this cuck talk. Um, Adam, is this the earliest you've ever been awake? We're recording at 1 p.m. Yeah, I'm not usually up this early, so I appreciate you for uh, forcing me into this position. I, uh, I enjoyed your, uh, hey, we're starting at 1 p.m., right? Oh, no, I'm still making breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i forgot that i texted that to you and then i was like wait a minute i just revealed that i just got up yeah <laughs> I, and don't worry about me i've only been up for the past five hours sitting in like 99 degree weather by the pool but luckily uh Ooh, just drinking water funny. not been drinking any spicy and I, i'm not being sarcastic i have not been drinking any margaritas yet because we only sober podcast on this show that's right although uh i think we are going to get our back up pretty soon here What's that? I think we're going to oh. get our back. Oh, our BAC up. That's right. <laughs> Did you call it back? <laughs> yeah. All Sorry, right. I read it. The, 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 uh, the listeners of the show are not used to this much banter up top, but it's, it's been a while since we recorded. I'm really mm -hmm. liking my recording situation right now. 
but we need to get into it. This is the yes. intro to Creature Feature. This is our brand new genre. I'm super, super stoked on it. But before we get into it, Adam, I have one question for you. Do we have any new listener reviews? We do, Trevor. Uh, we have this one by listener uh, Isa Pandas. Uh, I believe that's Isa Pandas. Isa Pandas. Do you know this know. person? No, I'm looking at it, and I, I, I think it's I think it's the word Isa Pandas. Okay. Well, unless uh, unless it's unless it's like is a panda. It's like a Italian guy. <laughs> right. Um, the subject is false advertising, mm. and the body reads. After listening to the whole thing, I somehow know even less about Jupiter Ascending than I did going in. Clicked on an episode and got 20 minutes of intro ranking the Star Wars series. <laughs> I am so exhausted with non-consensual subjugation to Star Wars discourse. Pulp huh. culture was a mistake. Five stars? Uh, wow. Um, it's a pandas, it's a pandas. I, I agree with you that pop culture was a mistake. I disagree with your five-star rating. Um <laughs> Yeah, so we were a little self-aware about that, though, weren't we? When we were ranking the Star Wars movies, we were like, wait, hold up, stop. We're three dudes ranking the Star Wars movies, and even then, it's on a Jupiter Ascending uh, episode. <laughs> right. Well, we had to fill the void somewhere. Jupiter Ascending only gave us so much. Yeah, Jupiter Ascending, the the, the record holder on this podcast for the most Silver <laughs> Ghosties ever. With is it, It's five now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it's a panda's. Isa Pandas, uh, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for the review and the legitimate uh, critique there, which I, I we will we will work on. No more non-consensual Star Wars talk. Right, but let's uh, rank Mandalorian episodes. <laughs> yeah, no more Star Wars. Let's get into this next genre. I don't think we'll be talking about any Star Wars because we're doing creature features, which I'm very very excited the wheel landed on. When it landed on it, I was just filled with such joy and. First thing we always ask on these is what is a creature feature or what is the genre we're talking about? So we do a lot of research, which means we went to Wikipedia and we typed in creature feature. And the definition is a creature feature is a film that focuses on a group of characters struggling to survive attacks by one or more antagonistic monsters, often abnormally large ones. The film may also fall into the horror, comedy, fantasy, or science fiction genres. Ooh, we love genre bonding on the show. Creature features originated with the adaptation of horror folklores and literature. Typically, creature features differ from more traditional antagonists in that many exist due to circumstances beyond their control. Their actions are not entirely based on choice, potentially making them objects of sympathy to film viewers. I think that's a fantastic and all-encompassing creature feature definition, although I haven't quite done uh, an eight or ten episode dive into the genre yet? I, I think that really, really encompasses it. What when you think of creature feature, Adam? What what comes to mind for you? Yeah, you know, I think of a uh, creature from the Black Lagoon, which I guess is probably one of the first ones, right? Yeah, well, that was actually in the second wave of the Universal monster movie. So uh, this is a fun question that I think a lot of people get wrong a lot. What year do you think that um, Creature from the Black Lagoon came out? Ooh, okay. Uh... Sorry, let's just let's ask this. What decade do you think it came out in? I'll say fifties. Yeah, that is <laughs> damn it. Okay. That that is correct. It was the fifties, but it, it wasn't in that first wave of the thirties, and it definitely it wasn't even in the forties. Uh, think people think that because it's black and white that it's a lot older. It's actually yeah from the fifties, which to me, you know, uh, without looking it up, I think it was like fifty four or something, which means it's six years older than like Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. And when I watch Psycho, I feel like that just feels so much more modern than Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, but he, he's definitely the first one because he is a 
iconic creature uh, from cinema history. What do you think of? Uh, when I well, when I think of creature features in general, I think of uh, you know, I'm such a I'm such a lame that like I, over the I'm 30 years old now, which I talk about on my podcast a lot, and it's basically I've come to terms with. I obviously love art house movies. I watch a lot of foreign films. Um, my buddy Justin, if he ever listens to this episode, would just hate that I just said that because he's like, you don't watch foreign films. But I do. <laughs> and I've had to come to terms with the fact that like my two favorite movies may very well be Jaws and Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? Like two oh, okay. massive, massive blockbusters by like the most famous filmmaker of all time. I just can't get away. I love those movies and I'm not going to pretend like they're not my two favorite movies of all time. So I think mm-hmm. that those are what I think of when I think of a creature feature, which is really interesting. And it means that I love creature features. Like King Kong is one of my favorite movies of all time. The original The Thing is one of my favorite movies of all time. So like oh, I said, yeah. I'm extremely excited for um, this whole thing. I really am. And in front of oh. God and all the listeners out there, Adam, I know on the last episode we talked about doing eight episodes um, in this series. I'm pitching to you that this will be our first 10 episode series. What do you think? Whoa, okay, I could be convinced. Um, oh, you wait, you mentioned that you really like uh, the original King Kong? That's one mm-hmm. of your favorites? Yes. That was also one of Hitler's favorites. <laughs> okay, well, we we played King Kong and, and Godzilla, the originals, at the uh, drive-in recently as a double feature, and watching it a little bit removed, like, like at like 10 years removed from the last time I watched it, uh-huh. uh incredible movie but like yeah like i what what you just said makes sense is that that's true huh what you just said yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's that's terrible but it, it okay. is such a fun uh adventure movie it definitely has its massive massive problems but uh so yeah we'll just say that's not one of my favorite movies and then i love jaws and Jurassic park what did hitler think of those oh too soon but uh, yeah, so let, we usually talk about like our favorites. We kind of just covered that, um, and we'd do, you know, I, I'd like to do ten episodes. I, I think that we can get some awesome guests in here. I mean, everyone likes creature features, right? Like it, it almost feels like a a guilty pleasure genre. But like I said, like I'm looking at the uh, Ghost Party backdrop that I have on my laptop right here, and has all there are so many creature features on here. Like mm-hmm. I was mentioning with the definition, there's a lot of genre blending opportunities here. You know, like a creature feature mm-hmm. can be considered. You know, we'll we'll get to it obviously when we talk about your pick. But um, why skate around it? Let's talk about it right now. What are our picks going to be for this series? Yes. Okay. So I'll start off with mine. It's a movie that I've heard a lot about, especially recently. I know it has a big fandom, um, but I've never seen it, and I know you've never seen it. Uh, so let's go with Hellraiser. Oh, yeah, Clive Barker's Hellraiser. Um, I have not seen it. And the reason why haven't you seen it, Adam? Like, could you put a could you put your your finger on it? Um, maybe just because like I'm not much of a horror guy, so it's not like I've delved too deeply into that genre. Well, the weird thing is that I would be considered sort of a horror guy, and I haven't yeah. seen these movies. And the reason is is because they look too dang scary. <laughs> Uh huh. Okay. I'm not joking. Like when I was young, and I would see the Hellraiser VHS cover. Um, uh, sorry, one second, viewers or listeners, I should say. Uh, Adam, a VHS was back in the day. It was a, a cassette that you could put into your television, and it would play the movie. It was long before your first format. Uh, HD wait, 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 wait. Ray. What's a cassette? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I went back in time. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know your first format was 4K uh, Blu-ray. That's right. 
Um, but no, like the, the, the covers of the VHSs were way, way scary. Like they still are scary when I look at them. So, uh, mm-hmm. you have picked a movie that I'm scared to watch and you, you had remarked that it is the a first for the show. Uh, tell the listeners what it's the first of. Oh yes. It is the first movie that is available on the Criterion channel. Surprisingly. <laughs> What's surprising about that, that Hellraiser is on the Criterion Channel, or that we've done almost 20 episodes of the show and have not discussed a Criterion Channel movie? Yeah, I, I guess both of them. I mean, we, I think I'm pretty sure we have at least, but, it, you know, discussed some Criterion movies that are available elsewhere. It's incredibly insane that that's the case because the Criterion Channel is like the best thing I spend money on every month. Like, I'll cruise hmm. through Amazon and Netflix and all these, you know, awesome streaming services. And I know HBO Max is a new one that I don't pay for, but. Uh, my girlfriend pays for it, so I have it. And everyone's talking about how great that one is, but I always surf through them, and I, I quote-unquote can't find anything to watch. And then I go to Criterion, and, like, the first movie that pops up, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that. That's fine. And I just throw it on immediately. So, like, I don't know. It's just it's just the best money I spend on a month-to-month basis. Yeah, I'm excited to get some use out of it, for sure. Yeah, you're excited to get some use out of my account. Um, let's get let's get to our next thing. We usually go over the categories. Uh, we forgot whoa, to mention at the top. Whoa, whoa, yeah. Go, sorry, go ahead. What about your pick? Oh, uh, yeah, my pick. Uh, so I've gone back and forth a couple of times on this. And it's mm-hmm. because we don't know, not only do we not know who the guests are going to be on this series, but we don't know what movies they're going to pick. So mm-hmm. my original pick was Peter Jackson's King Kong because A, I said I love the original King Kong. Uh, B, I really haven't been wanting to revisit this one, especially the extended three hour plus version. I've been obsessing over Lord of the Rings lately, uh, so it's really interesting to see what Peter Jackson did with his blank check after Lord of the Rings, you know what I mean? Like, immediately he was like, I want to remake King Kong for the second time. or the, like, right. It's like the third version of that movie, at mm-hmm. least. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's contemporary, we skew contemporary here, and I don't know if the guests are going to bring on an Atomic Age creature feature. Even out of ten episodes, I don't know if we'll talk about it. So I really want to discuss uh, another movie from 1954, called Them. Them with an exclamation point. Have you heard oh. about this one, Adam? Uh, the Ants, right? Correct, yes. Uh, it is a, a large reveal in the movie, uh, but they are huge ants. Uh, uh, James Cameron's Aliens was heavily inspired by it. We can talk about that on the episode. Um, but, you know, the reason why I'm picking Them is because I'm afraid that by the time we get to my episode, maybe we haven't talked about atomic creature features. Right. Now, if you will allow it, and I, I know the listeners will, if my co-host Adam will allow it, if a guest brings on an Atomic Age creature feature by the time we get to my episode, I reserve the right to change it to King Kong 05. Darn it. Well, you know, Trevor, I mean, we were kind of discussing it earlier, but I really do want to watch King Kong again. Um, but now that you've mentioned them, I also want to watch them. So... You you didn't quite finish making the pitch for 10 episodes, but if you want to, I'll allow both of those. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Let's do both. Let's do both. King Kong 05, them, and then, uh, unfortunately, your movie Hellraiser. So there you go. There's (laughs) there's three out of ten right there. Um, And I know there's plenty of people out there who would be willing to talk about them and King Kong. Um, That's the thing I'm actually most uh, excited for in this series is I know a lot of fun people who would love to come on this show and talk about creature features, but... Um, okay, let's move on to the game that we play every intro. Oh, by the way, everyone who's listening, and they probably saw it in the description and on the Instagram post, at the end of this episode, we're going to have a short um, discussion about Godzilla vs. King Kong, which just so happened to have come out this past week when we were starting our Creature Feature series. So, um, Adam, we're doing spoilers on that, right? 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so if you, uh, I know a lot of people are like, what are they going to talk about Godzilla versus King Kong? We can even put it in the description of just be like, skip to 45 minutes if you want to hear about that. But I didn't want to open the show with it because we'll be talking spoilers. So I feel like if someone gets to the very, very end, we'll give them enough notice to kind of turn it off before they hear some spoilers on Godzilla versus King Kong. But, but before we get there, we like to go to Letterboxd and find out what the top 10 of each genre we're doing according to Letterboxd is going to be. So what is the top 10 creature features ever made according to Letterboxd popularity? However, I could not figure out how to find a definitive list of that on Letterboxd. So I have gone to the very, very top of media, Adam. We're going to do the top 10 definitive creature features according to BuzzFeed. Oh, great. So you know it's legitimate. Yeah, great. All right. I don't know how BuzzFeed picked these 10, but let's get to it. Uh, Adam, tell me, what are the top 10 definitive creature features according to BuzzFeed? <laughs> Holy cow, dude. Um, yeah, I really have no idea where to start because BuzzFeed is just sort of regurgitates whatever it can find. So I don't know, I know. their audience. How does that happen? Like, well, what's the algorithm? Is it just like clicks or something? Because there's a few on here that are like, uh, we'll have fun with it. Just, just tell me. What do you, what do you think? Let's start. Let's start the very, very. Just throw okay. a name out. All right. Uh, I'm gonna try to try to hit the BuzzFeed audience. Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> so Cabin in the Woods is number twelve. Actually, it was oh. very, very close to the top ten. But uh, you okay. seem to know a lot more about BuzzFeed than I do. Uh, n- no, I just try to avoid it as much as possible. Uh, you, you know the website Clickhole. Uh huh. I love the website Clickhole. It's one of my favorites. And they're sort of like, they get all their material pretty much from BuzzFeed. <laughs> yeah, um, I, mean, I, I thought Clickhole was even worse, but yeah, sure. Well, Clickhole's a satire. Oh, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, that, that, that yeah. is funny. Clickhole. So I was thinking of another one that is just another aggregate that just like randomly will put stuff together based on like clicks and stuff like that. But um, mm. yeah, no, there's like five or six in here that I think do uh, deserve to be in the top 10. But we'll, let's keep going. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. There's going to be a King Kong on there, then. There is not a King Kong on this top ten. Okay. There's going to be a Godzilla on there. There is not a Godzilla on this top ten. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Jeez. Um, uh, the Mummy. Uh, you're getting warmer. Number ten is a universal monster. Frankenstein. Yes. 1931's Frankenstein is the number ten creature feature, according to BuzzFeed. Okay. Dracula. Uh, there are no more Universal Monster movies on this list. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, however, there is something very close to Dracula. It is a classic film. Oh, uh, Nosferatu? Correct. Nosferatu from 1922. By the way, I'm just throwing out years, not even looking at what they are. Because you know I'm just stretched out on this couch right now. <laughs> uh, but I believe that is 1922's Nosferatu. is the number three creature feature of all time, according to this list. Interesting. Okay, okay. Uh, the Host? The host is not on here, but there is a foreign film. There's only one foreign film, uh, technically. Uh, and it is a, um, I don't know. It's a Mexican production, but takes place in Spain. Who? Well, first of all, who's the most famous Mexican director right now, which is up for debate, of course. And, and has he or she made a oh. movie set in Spain? Darn it. But which one of his? It's uh... just the most popular one. Pan's Labyrinth. Correct. Pan's Labyrinth is number six all time see that's like one that i looked at i was like that's not really a creature feature, but like there definitely is creatures in it but thematically it doesn't seem at all like a creature feature 
Yeah, I would, I would hesitate to put that on there. We'll see if we end up getting that. Uh, from yeah, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't turn down talking about Pan's Labyrinth, but it's one of those situations where it could be discussed in like the fantasy. It's like to me, it's a, it's a fantasy movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Jaws is on there. Jaws. You know how we were talking earlier about how I have the most layman taste of all time and blah 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 blah. Yes, according to BuzzFeed, the number one creature feature of all time is Jaws. Oh, okay. So is Jurassic Park on there also? Uh, so you know how earlier when I was saying that my taste is like a very, <laughs> it's very lame and uh, according to BuzzFeed, Jurassic Park is the number two creature feature of all time. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, so currently you've got the number one, number two, number three, you got the number six, number 10. So you have number nine and eight and then seven, six, five or, number, or okay. seven and five. I mean, interesting. Interesting. Um, um, so let me help you out. One, one of these is uh, it's a, it's, it's, it's really number nine is a huge one. It's like a, it's a franchise. We've actually mentioned it already in the show, or maybe we mentioned it off mic, but it's a big one. Is there a, one episode that came out recently? There is actually, yeah, weirdly, like within oh. the last like three or four years. But I will say the franchise started in the late seventies. Uh, no, this is a, a, this is a franchise known for uh, auteurs making each of the films. Oh, yeah, yeah, Alien. Alien, correct. Number nine is Alien. Yes, yes, yes. Number eight is also an alien movie, but it's more of an action blockbuster. One of the biggest movies of the nineties. This one, this one is absurd. This is not a creature feature. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, Independence Day. Yes, according to BuzzFeed, Independence Day is the number eight creature feature of all time. Yeah. Okay. Wait. There's a zombie movie on this list. There's not a zombie movie on this list. Okay. Never mind. But you're, um, you you have six, five, and four uh, still un, untapped. You've got the rest of them um number okay well you're never gonna get number four number four is a stephen king adaptation and it is about a uh, domestic animal not pet cemetery no cujo correct cujo yes you got it according to buzzfeed (laughs) cujo is the number four now that would be an interesting episode of someone brought on cujo a movie that i've never even (laughs) sniffed watching in my life wow uh all right Um, what's give me a hint for five Number five is one of the uh, iconic horror films of the 2010s. Uh, I hinted towards it earlier about it being a um, foreign film, but it's tough. It's made actually. You know what? I think it is a horror. I think it is a foreign film because it was made with foreign money in a foreign country. Um, but it was like it was a big hit here in the states, or it wasn't a big hmm. hit, but it had a lot of influence. Hmm. Uh, okay. It's directed by a scary lady. Oh, uh, Baba Duke. Correct, correct. Yes, Baba Duke. And yes. then number six is uh, a very definitive creature feature from one of the most famous auteurs of all time. Like, like when I when we talk about Spielberg, we throw like this director on that Mount Rushmore. I mean, we isn't. I'm talking about the lames again. Yeah, give me yeah. a give me another hint. Give me another we, movie. This guy. We have there. discussed this movie on this podcast already. I said a uh, creature from the Black Lagoon predated the the movie that I was speaking of by six years. This was the follow up to that movie. Do you remember when I when I said the the creature from the Black Lagoon predated a certain movie? Do you remember what movie I said? I wasn't paying attention to what you were yeah, saying. Yeah, of course you were. It predated um, a movie that I said feels much more modern. The movie I said was Psycho. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so this is Alfred Hitchcock's a follow up to Psycho. Right. Uh, birds. Yeah, the birds. Correct. <laughs> okay. You did it. You got all ten according to Buzzfeed. That would be yeah. Frankenstein, Alien, Independence Day, Pan's Labyrinth, The Birds, The Babadook, Cujo, Nosferatu, Jurassic Park, and Jaws. I mean, you could you could put together a worse list if you wanted to, but you'd have to try pretty hard. I don't know. 
I don't know if you'd have to try too hard, but what yeah. I mean, we're gonna do our best for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we're exactly gonna give you ten episodes. So we'll see. Okay, we should also make a big deal if we end up doing any of these movies. Yeah, we should say, "Oh my gosh!" According to BuzzFeed, this is one of them. <laughs> right. Um, let's do. Let's get to categories. Uh, so, what we do here, listeners, if you're new to the show, we rate every movie we watch on what we call a very arbitrary scale. Uh, based on five categories that we used essentially from the wikipedia definition of what that genre is uh and it's all out of 10 so uh, you'll go category one's 10 points two points blah 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 blah. anyway um adam could probably say this better than i could but basically all of the scores we do are out of 50 points based on five categories that are 10 points each so give them an example adam what should be the very first category we use to base what makes for the ideal creature feature okay okay here we go uh, you're going to have to help me develop this one a little bit, but I want to do how strong of a metaphor is the creature. Wow, that's very specific for category number one. Thank you. Uh, how strong of a metaphor is the creature? That's good because, um, you know, speaking like movies like a Godzilla or Babadook or something, that, that does play uh, quite a big deal into it. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to go as kind of um, intellectual with mine, and I'm going to go with how many Rampage points are in this. Uh, Adam, are you familiar with the, well, there's two things now, I guess, in in media, but either are you familiar with the N64 game uh, Rampage or the Dwayne The Rock Johnson film that came out a few years called Rampage? Yes, I've played uh, that old Rampage game a number of times. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I cannot believe they made that into a movie, first of all. Like, that just popping back into my brain is insane. And also, not only did they make it into a movie, but for all intents and purposes, that movie was bad. You know what I mean? Like, how could that movie be bad? Right. I, you know, I mean, honestly, because of how loose that video game is, that might be the best video game adaptation of a movie. Honestly, or... the trailer was pretty fun. I actually never saw it, but uh, I was a little bummed that they would make such a cool, fun game into something that maybe wasn't great. But... Uh, rampage point. So basically, how much damage does the monster do in this movie? You know, um, I think that the, the listeners can put that together. Yes, I love it. Okay, cool. Uh, all right. So I have the next one. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna flip the coin here a little bit. Uh, how stupid slash annoying are the people in this movie? Oh, okay. How stupid slash annoying are the people in this movie? I like that. I like that. So to you, the ideal creature feature is a creature preying on dumb prey. Yeah, and they're just like making these bad decisions over and over. Or just like, you know, if if they're not stupid, they're annoying. You know, it has to keep flashing back to the people who are like escaping the city. Who cares? Okay, very, very good. Uh, My next one is going to be how cool is the monster's origin? I think these creature features typically go into the origin stories of these monsters or they're almost always alluded to. They don't just show up. Now, for example, a movie like Jaws, Jaws is just like an unstoppable force. He doesn't actually have a, a monster's origin. So it, this is a, a flawed category in the, in the sense that Jaws, which is, you know, in my opinion, a perfect movie, would not score high on this. But I want to know, how cool is the monster's origin? Excellent. Okay. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, I have another suggestion. I don't know if you want to do this for the bonus category or not, but, uh, how scary is the monster? I mean, a lot of these are going to trip into horror, even if they're not horror, you know, I mean, if we're watching Peter Jackson's King Kong, there's going to be an element of fear if we were dealing with King Kong out there. 
I'll, I'll, I'll allow it to be the bonus if we can make it how big slash scary is the monster. So if the, okay. if the monster's not big, I want to know how scary it is. That works for me. Um, so that'll be the bonus category, which, uh, again, new listeners, you know, Adam, every episode is someone's first episode. So we do have to go over this stuff sometimes. Uh, right. We don't want to take, you know, Issa Pandas out there, uh, you know, one episode was their first episode. And unfortunately, it sounds like it was the Jupiter Ascending episode. <laughs> Just kidding. I love that episode. And I love Diego. Probably my favorite episode of the podcast. Uh, okay, so we do need a category number five. So let's reach back to the definition of creature feature and figure out what we've missed. That is an important thing, according to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, let's, uh, 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 typically, monsters differ from traditional antagonists in that they exist due to sacrosanctity beyond their control. That would be the origin. Their actions are not entirely based on choice, potentially making them sympathetic to the viewers. Uh, I think if we if we went to how sympathetic is the monster, that would be a little that would that would play too heavily into other. You know what I mean? Like some one movie might completely bomb that category, and that would make a, a guest upset. I don't want to make a guest upset. But Adam, if Wikipedia says it's important, I, th- I think we have to go with it. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. I could. I. You know. I. Uh, we're gonna get into the talk here, but I love Shin Godzilla. I was very sympathetic to that Godzilla. Um. Yeah. Probably because they made his eyes all weird looking. <laughs> yeah. You know that was that was a sympathetic looking one. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad for him. It, it reminded me of my cat. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Oh man, I got an idea for a movie. A big cat. <laughs> you know they did that. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. Last year, the the Tom Hooper movie that everyone. Uh, no, uh, they made two kids books. I mean, there were probably more, but I don't know if you read these. I read these when I was in childcare. There was Dogzilla, about a big dog rampaging, and then there was Cat Kong. Yes, I absolutely do remember those books. Actually, I remember being pulled over to like the carpeted area in the library, and then whoever would read us the books would always read like Captain Underpants and Dogzilla and Cat Kong like god forbid we read anything and I'm talking about like third fourth grade like god forbid we read anything that like wasn't like pop you know what I mean like <laughs> like but I get I also get it because like it gets people excited to read right but uh, yeah I do remember those those are great um gosh we've really just been leading up to talking about Godzilla versus King Kong huh but we still got to get through this five categories they're going to be how strong of a metaphor is the monster how many rampage points how stupid are the people in the story? How cool is the monster's origin? How sympathetic is the monster? And then bonus category, how big slash scary is the creature? You know what I do find interesting is that in throughout the categories, I do switch between monster, creature, monster, creature. And I was reading on Wikipedia that apparently creature features and monster movies are interchangeable. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, that sounds completely realistic. Also, kaiju, as we kind of discussed earlier, right? Yeah, and we do have Kaiju on the wheel still. So if we ever did that, it would be kind of a probably a shorter, like maybe even a four film series, kind of especially because we've already done creature features by that point. Right. Uh, just really more because we know someone's going to bring a Kaiju movie on, and we're actually going to talk about one here in a moment. But it, I'm going to limit it on the series to one so that we can do like a deep dive into it one day and really nerd out. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. But yeah, that's it. How are we feeling? Those are our categories. We've gone over our favorites. We're doing 10 episodes. We've gone over the most successful and popular titles, according to BuzzFeed. Um, I'm really, really excited about this. I, I truly am. And speaking of excited, I think we should get into talking about one of the newest, biggest releases, the movie that is truly saving movie theaters across the globe right now, Godzilla vs. Kong. 
Absolutely. Let's do it. And uh, if you have not seen it, we encourage you to go see it right now. Um, we're going to be talking spoilers here, so keep your ears peeled. Yes, and this will be a nice uh, clean break point. And hello to everyone who just skipped directly to this part to hear us talk about Godzilla vs. Kong. We are, and don't look this up, we are the only podcast who is going to discuss this film. That's right, and welcome. Uh, we, we were given permission by... Uh, I don't know uh, who, but somebody. <laughs> Warner Brothers and Legendary Pictures. There you go. I was going to say like Mecha Godzilla to just get right into the spoilers. Oh. <laughs> no, yeah, immediately we were given we were given permission by uh, uh, Mecha Godzilla is at the end of this film. Yes, uh, <laughs> just like, immediately ruining for everything. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah y- y- you you go first, man. Let's look. Let's do. Uh, this is not Kong versus Godzilla. This is Godzilla versus Kong. Right. If you came here for us to discuss the original from the 1960s, I don't know why you would think that, given the fact that this movie just made 120 plus million dollars overseas. It made 40 million dollars here domestically. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not joking when I say this movie is the movie that is finally really like, do you know how mad Christopher Nolan is right now? Good. I, I don't know <laughs> why he was so adamant about releasing Tenet during the pandemic. Um, I mean, yeah, well, let's be clear. There's still a pandemic going on, but it just, it just, it, do you know, uh, it, wow, this is a much more passionate part of this podcast for sure. When we, when we get to go off script and not read our, our, our structured parts, but do you know how damaging Tenet actually was to movie theaters? Like, movie theaters would would have lost less money if they had just stayed closed when Tenet came out. Yeah, and I, I don't get it. I mean, I love Christopher Nolan. I was so excited to see this movie in IMAX. Unfortunately, it did fall at the height of the pandemic, and Christopher Nolan's still out there being like, yeah, why don't you go see it? What's your problem? Come on, dude. Dude, if Tenet came out, like, literally two weeks from right now, it would be— well. We, it would be massive. Like, like yeah. we, I'm always, I've always been joking that, like, I think Avatar two now has been moved to December 2022. Mm-hmm. But like, I thought Cameron was gonna release it like this December and just time it perfectly to be like, I am releasing this movie when everyone is ready to go back to the movies, and that's how he ensures Avatar two becomes the highest grossing movie ever. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would do extremely well. I would even probably go see it now that I'm vaccinated in in IMAX. I, I, I don't know why it, it, it drives me nuts that he's like crying about it. And now it's like he of course the the idea is like Warner Brothers should put Tenet back in the theaters to get people re managers. Like, no, Warner Brothers has a huge box office winner now with Godzilla versus Kong. They're not gonna right. just throw this movie that just Listen, I liked Tenet. It was in my top ten of the year, it was number ten. It was the it was the what the it was the Cujo of my top ten, but um, it, it, I I found it just to be uh, an extremely bold movie and stuff like that. I, I obviously had its flaws, but it also had Robert Pattinson. Uh, why are we talking about Tenet right now? Let, let's talk about Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. So let's get into like the monster, the new monster verse. Um, I was not a big fan of the original or the 2014 Godzilla. However, I loved uh, King of the Monsters. I saw both in IMAX, and King of the Monsters was just a blast. It was what I wanted, which I know is sort of a, against what the critics, you know, enjoy about these movies. It's it's monster fighting, you know, looking cool, big scale. And I think King of the Monsters did that really well. And King Ghidorah was sweet, and you had all the other monsters that he was, like, awakening around the world. Um, and then Kong Skull Island, I was, like, pretty okay with. I didn't think too much of it at the time. I didn't even realize it was going to be part of the MonsterVerse until um, this movie was sort of announced and getting traction. 
But uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I liked the original uh, Gareth Edwards King or uh, Godzilla quite a bit. Um, I, I actually think it's one of the better directed blockbusters of the 2010s. Uh, it mm-hmm. definitely has its flaws, uh, like putting Aaron Taylor Johnson as the leader in your movie, um, and the, the whole Brian Cranston thing and blah blah blah. Right. Uh, but it has some good stuff, and the Godzilla stuff specifically is very good. The other stuff just is kind of. Uh, it, I remember it being kind of boring, kind of and and like unnecessarily sad, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Kong Skull Island, it felt like a um, – uh, we'll rank these – all four of these movies at the end of this, but Kong Skull Island kind of felt like a music video, like it, and it also weirdly um, does not fit into this universe in any way. Like none of the characters from that movie are in Godzilla vs. Kong, and it makes <laughs> sense obviously because it took place in Vietnam and all that. But it's just it's, – it's the big outlier and it's the very obvious – like when people – complain about the new star wars trilogy they're like well they didn't map it out clearly because blah 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 blah. it's like yeah that's true but mon- this monster verse certainly didn't map that out either because uh it the fact that the only character from kong skull island that makes it to godzilla versus kong is kong seems a bit weird but we'll get that we'll get that into that in a little bit because all of the kong characters in godzilla versus kong uh, of whom we spend a lot of time with and were my favorite characters in the movie uh, were completely new for this movie and they needed their entire uh, own set of context. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't it right. have been nice to have their own movie with Skarsgård, Rebecca Hall, and the little girl? Like, again, I liked those characters. I liked Skarsgård in this movie. I don't like him in anything. Yeah, I literally yeah. think I have never liked him in a movie, but he, I liked him in this. Um, I love Rebecca Hall. I mean, everyone should. Uh, if you don't like Rebecca Hall, uh, unsubscribe from this podcast. <laughs> uh, and then obviously the little girl I thought was very interesting. Um, you know, when yeah. she like touched Kong's uh, finger on the boat, I thought that was the best part of the movie. Anyways, uh, and then um, King of the Monsters um, is uh, a, a pop masterpiece. Like what, what, some, what some people talk about Pacific Rim being, King of mm-hmm. the Monsters, I saw on IMAX and like could not stop talking about it. And it is incredible to me that you look at the Rotten Tomato scores on these movies and King of the Monsters is like by far the most panned by critics, and I, I just don't understand it. Uh, like you said, some of the Ghidorah stuff, and oh my gosh, the Rodan stuff. Everything just looked so insane. And it's a yeah. uh, uh, little bit of spoilers here. It, it, it um, we'll talk about Godzilla versus Kong, but it's definitely my favorite of the MonsterVerse movies. Like it just got it gave me everything that I wanted. And but I do need to give some credit to Gareth Edwards for uh, kind of setting the palette that. Um, Doherty took and ran with uh, with uh, you know King of the Monsters, but um, yeah. you go I, first, Adam. Talk about what you thought of this movie. Like, give me just your overall swaths. Well, you know what's interesting is I think pretty much everyone in dealing with this movie in pop culture on the internet on Twitter and whatever was saying that uh, Godzilla is going to win, and everyone was rooting for Godzilla. No one was really caring about King Kong because he's just a big monkey. Um, but this movie. Trevor is very much a King Kong movie. It's not so much Godzilla, even though he's first build. This is very much around King Kong's viewpoint, and I think does a really good job of making King Kong sympathetic. Like, I was feeling for him. I was kind of rooting against Godzilla at one point. I completely agree with you, and I I even kind of just, like, showed my cards saying that my favorite parts in the movie were the Kong parts and those characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, it is like, I'm not say a hundred percent, obviously I overuse that phrase a lot, but it is heavily, heavily a King Kong movie. Like he's clearly the protagonist. Like if he's the one we're moving on the ship and Godzilla is coming to attack the ship, it means that if we're on the ship with King Kong, he is the protagonist of the story, which, you know, it kind of does shape Godzilla as the antagonist. Right. And he's like, right. he's not, and I know there's like articles that have come out that said like Toho was saying Godzilla can't emote. 
Um, like he, he has to be like this, like emotionless creature, um, which, which is interesting because King Kong, even in the Peter Jackson one has, has that like revolutionary mocap, uh, um, and uh, what's his name? A uh, Toby Kebble or someone is playing King Kong in these new ones and emoting a lot. So it was very interesting to see uh, a big monster that emotes a ton versus one that doesn't emote at all. And it's like, how are we not supposed to root for King Kong? Like, Wingard, Adam Wingard, who directed this, like, clearly, it almost plays as if he is a much bigger fan of King Kong than Godzilla. And like you said, on internet, everyone is, is Team Godzilla. So it'd be really interesting. I haven't read any interviews with him, but I'm going to have to assume he's also Team Godzilla. But after seeing the movie, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, no, I find Kong to be the much more interesting character. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the smartest move they could have gone with because I I figured they already know that everyone's Team Godzilla. They already established him in two movies, um, so I think moving to to sympathize with Kong makes for a better fight throughout the film. And look, I, the problem the problem here is that they uh, they kind of hit a cliche, which one of my pet peeve cliches is the sort of third party antagonist when you have two people fighting each other. Um, but I think that they hit that pretty pretty well because um, the Godzilla versus Kong thing is already wrapped up by the time Mecha Godzilla is introduced. Um, G- King Kong sort of already bowed to Godzilla at that point. Yeah, and you you mentioned a third party, and I actually didn't even know you were talking about Mecha Godzilla because something that all else that was annoying me was that every time, well, I mean, mostly on the on the ship, but even in ha- the Hong Kong battle, when Godzilla and King Kong start fighting. All of a sudden, like people also start shooting missiles at Godzilla and or King Kong or whatever. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I really wish they would like uh, Ken Watanabe says in the 2014 one. Let them fight. <laughs> How do we feel about Mecha Godzilla overall? I did not know that he was going to be in the movie, so that was a pretty cool surprise. Um, but I do think that uh, that the motivations there were like hit or miss in terms of like creating him. Well, okay, so I, I you we have yet to say our opinion. I mean, we're talk we're just talking about the movie. Like, tell, tell, uh, we'll get to get back to Godzilla, but Adam, what what did you think of the movie? Like, what like what, what give give me like, what like did you like it? Did you not like it? Did you think it was good? Did you think it was bad? Yeah, I uh, I had a great time watching it. I did not get to see it in IMAX. I saw it. I christened my new apartment and my new nice. like uh, entertainment system with that movie. Yeah, um, I just I had a great time. Uh, it was stupid in a lot of ways, you know. I was asking, I was poking some holes in it for sure, but mm-hmm. I, I loved it, and it's great to hear that it's doing well because now we're going to get more MonsterVerse, which I'm totally in for. Uh, awesome, yeah, yeah. So I, speaking of breaking, uh, breaking in, so I was, so I got to go back to see uh, this movie in a the theater. I got to go with my uh, my vaccinated two buddies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we rolled into uh, a Cinemark, saw the movie in XD. It was like ten dollars. Um, I snuck in candy for the very first time in my oh, life. Wow. I brought a bo- box of red vines um, just because I had a box of red vines laying around. Usually it would be, please support the theaters and stuff like that. Right. But um, I got to sit down in a 200 seat theater, big screen. Uh, it was quote unquote sold out, but there was about 25 people in there. Everyone was super spaced out. I felt very safe, but I always have to give these like, you know, um, warnings to everybody. Like, yeah, I did all the blah, blah, blah. I did it the right way, blah, 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 blah. But when, you know, guess what? When you're vaccinated, you get to go do things now. So get your vaccinations, everyone. Yes. Um, you know, I was sitting there watching it and I got to break out a very rare saying uh, that I only get to break out like once or twice a year when I'm at the movies and I get to say it to the person next to me while I'm watching a movie. And Adam, what do you think that saying is? This rules. 
Yeah, uh, I got to say to my buddy Zishan, who's sitting next to me, and it was clearly feeling the exact same way. This movie fucking sucks. <laughs> Go on. I hated this movie. Whoa. Uh, I I truly, if you look at my letterbox, I don't rate movies, but I'll rank them at the end of the year. Yeah. And there are two to three movies a year. And I'm generally, and you know this, and I'm so happy you're taking the side of liking this movie because it's usually <laughs> the other way around. And I always right. say that, but usually we typically like stuff. But boy, I like Adam Wingard as a director. I'm a big year next fan. I like the guest. I think it's cool he got to make a Blair Witch sequel. Uh, I think he uh, made that like um, that was ma- uh, um, I was gonna say MAGA based, but that that manga based movie on um, Netflix. Everybody hated. Oh yeah, Death Note. Um, so he's starting to fail upwards a little bit when he gets to Godzilla versus King Kong. Again, I like his films generally. Oh boy, uh, this is a, this is dead last on my MonsterVerse ranking. Holy cow! Um, I liked Alexander Skarsgård um, in the movie. I liked uh-huh. Rebecca Hall. I liked the little girl. I've said this like three times already. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything else, man. Any time they cut away from the Kong stuff on that boat, back to Millie Bobby Brown and Brian Tyree Henry. By the way, congratulations to this movie for making being the first movie to have a bad Bi- Brian Tyree Henry performance. That's almost <laughs> impossible to do. That dude's great in everything. Yeah, you have Julian absolutely. Dennison, who I love from Hunt for the Wilder People. He's like funny in some of the, that Deadpool movie or whatever. But mm-hmm. man, three completely. And I like Millie Bobby Brown too. Like I, 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 I watch Stranger Things. Three completely insufferable characters that we spend probably 40% of the movie's runtime with. Oh, God. And, and even Kyle Chandler shows up for a couple scenes, and he's good in everything, and he just does not want to be there. And he says this line that really bothered me. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. Listen, if I have to watch another <laughs> blockbuster with anti-podcast... No, that's not the reason I just like this movie. But I, I really, really... I, dude, I can't even put my finger on it other than there was three hours of plot in this hour and 50 minute movie it just felt like it went on forever and by the time we got into that like um uh, hollow earth like it looked cool and it just in you, you know what my favorite parts of this movie were is when uh like in those like um levitation machines they took down there or whatever mm-hmm. anytime one of those or 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 a ship would fly by one of the monsters whether it was king kong or godzilla and like uh, there's one specific shot in the uh hong kong battle where the they fly by King Kong and his mouth opens mm-hmm. and, and it just screams like this should be a ride at Universal Studios. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I loved that. I thought that was really cool. And I was like, we should do more of that. Like, like imagine sitting down in one of those like things in Universal Studios and everything there is on screens now. It's going to happen. It's like, no, it should happen because the movie's a huge hit, but, and it's, yeah. and you build it all into the, into the monster verse, but it should happen specifically with this movie. You should come out of the hollowed earth, because it's a perfect way to start the ride. You just come up through the hollowed earth. You come out and then, wow, you're in the middle of that kind of, you know, um, beautiful neon Hong Kong battle between Godzilla versus King Kong. But I didn't even find that battle to be dynamic in any way. And then you throw Mecha Godzilla, who I thought had a horrible design. I thought it looked dead. It looks so <laughs> bad, man. Uh-huh. I was like, this this sucks. It Like, it, it could not find its footing between being... And that's not, you know, it's it's tough because you're marrying uh, kind of like a, a, the goofiness of Kong Skull Island with um, Godzilla and King of the Monsters, which are, if you're going to give them any criticism, it's that they're like too dour. They're too serious. Um, so Wingard had a tough job ahead of him to try to marry these two kind of ill-conceived uh, things that nobody thought about beforehand. Uh, together it would be like if someone took episode nine if it wasn't jj abrams again it would have been like 
J.J. Abrams hands the baton to Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson smashes the baton in half. We love The Last Jedi on this show, so I'm not saying that in a bad way. Mm-hmm. And then hands it to a third director, and the third director's like, whoa, wait, what? Like, what the hell? You know, like, I don't know what to do with this. It just mm-hmm. felt like, I know I'm skating around actual criticism of this movie, but I, and I know it's I, it's so easy for me to just be like, yeah, when like they actually started fighting at the end or when they were on the, the aircraft carrier or when they were in Hong Kong, like that looked really cool and it, it made all of the other dumb human stuff worth it. Like that's the point of a Godzilla movie, right? Yes. And that's a lot of what I'm seeing and I really wish I could be on that boat of like, man, that just that, that final fight was so cool. But I feel like you really have to stick that landing if your uh, the rest of your movie is going to be bad. And in my opinion, the rest of the movie was bad. And then we got to that, and I was not. I, I was checked out, man. I was done. Interesting. Okay, yeah. I, I, I'm definitely there with you in terms of the human stuff. I think there, there's two human groups in this movie. There's Alexander's group, and there's Millie Bobby Brown's group. And Alexander's was not bad because they established, I think, a pretty good link with that daughter, uh, or that, that girl character, and Kong. Um, but yeah, the, the three in Millie's group are complete misses. I mean... Oof, they couldn't retake any of those. It was pretty bad. And also there's like a weird angle of like being very uh, like forgiving or or I guess pro conspiracy theory, you know, saying that these conspiracy theories things are good and they're like correct, especially right now. I feel like it's kind of a dangerous angle to take. Um, well, and you might not want to look into some of Adam Wingard's beliefs as a human. And again, that's not why I dislike this movie. But you bring up a good point. What what, what are we what are we pushing here? Yeah, exactly. And I, w- I was getting a little uncomfortable when he was talking about that stuff. Um, but there's also that scene where uh, where they're looking for uh, Brian. Yeah, they're looking for Brian's character, um, and they talk to that. Uh, a uh, guy who sells like uh, the bleach and everything. I mean, that scene was just a mess. It was not funny. It was trying so hard to be, and like the shots were all over the place. Like it would cut to Millie Bobby Brown like doing a reaction shot, and then cut to her again right after saying something. It was very very weird. Um, yeah, that that was that was bad. Those were, those were bad moments. However. Yeah. You know, to contrast you, I did actually like the uh, look of Mecha Godzilla. I, I like the um, his. I like that it was sort of like a slimmed down, more sleek look compared to the old Mecha Godzilla. Um, and I also, uh, yeah, I liked just sort of the goofiness of of pretty much everything else that existed in that movie. And the Hong Kong fight was like cool enough. Uh, I, I texted you after I finished watching it, like, oh, hey, I just finished watching kong and the quest for the magic axe you know i think <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so weird that that whole subplot is so odd i don't know i think that you i mean again maybe i checked out and i missed the payoffs for a lot of this stuff but like when he started charging the axe in the ground it just seemed like they kept throwing lore on top of lore on top of lore that like was not established maybe i don't like this movie because it's a culmination of a few couple things that i liked and just seemed to not add up correctly to anything that was established before so maybe i need to be disliking the movies before it a little bit more and detracting that hatred towards this film no i get where you're coming from i think i think it it kind of starts to remove some of the mystery of it by giving a pretty easy uh lore dump and saying like oh they all came from this place and there's this magic power there or whatever um i was kind of i was kind of feeling exhausted by that also but I think by the time we got back into Hong Kong, 
And I saw that Godzilla's like, you know, scales kind of resembled the axe in itself. I was like, yeah, all right, I can forgive this a little bit. I mean, there's yeah. kind of kind of a precedent there. Um, also, there, there, there is a little bit in terms of uh, like uh, if, if you want to get critical, I think the idea of exploiting Kong again still throughout the movie to kind of use him is uh, is a, a nice callback to the original Kong you know, idea. Um, and then I also yeah. like the fact that, that in King of the Monsters, I didn't really, I guess, understand what they were setting up in King of the Monsters with that last scene in King of the Monsters that is so sweet yeah. and having all those monsters come and bow to him yeah. and then uh, bringing that back in this movie where it's like, oh, I understand they're apex predators, you know, they're, they're fighting for control here on the planet. Um, I kind of like that also, you know, I mean, it was good enough. I, the movie itself is not a good movie. You know, I, it's hard to say that any of the MonsterVerse movies are, but uh, but I did. I had a good enough time with it, you know, and I would definitely watch more. Yeah, I mean, I don't, my general philosophy that if anybody has listened to any episodes of this show is just, I want to like a movie when I go see it, especially uh -huh. if it's the first movie I've seen in theaters and over, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wanted to go back and like it. Maybe I just physically wasn't ready to watch a movie, but it wasn't even that long. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the fact that it lost me. And it's funny how you were talking about how it was interesting they used um, uh, Kong as like a, a bait essentially or whatever. They're like kind of uh, – they're, 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 they're tricking him to get into the upside down world or whatever the fuck. But mm -hmm. um, it, it was funny that any time Alexander Skarsgård needed Kong to do something, he would turn to Rebecca Hall's character. I think this happens at least twice and he would like give some like long exposition dump. Then uh, Rebecca Hall would have to have like an exasperated look and the first one goes on for like 15 seconds. It's really funny. <laughs> she just kind of sits there and then she goes – okay let's do it and she does that like three times throughout the movie it's like i wanted her to be like no like leave kong alone like you know what i mean <laughs> like um i knew we were in trouble when the movie started and they like put up that like fake out chiron uh on the thing like somewhere in skull island which technically was correct but it's like we why do we need that chiron like he's laying on an island it's kong we know where he is right and then i i did like the reveal where it said like monarch outpost like 66 or whatever else like, that is cool that is yeah. very very cool yeah. i don't know how they did that that they just build it around kong you know it doesn't really make sense and he just allowed them to do that <laughs> right. um but um my favorite part of the movie was that it's, and it's like a trend that's been happening since man of steel because you know the michael shannon uh, Henry Cable fight at the end, or I should say Superman Zod fight at the end, uh, just was just like, they even used a lot of 9-11 imagery in Batman versus Superman to show how bad that battle was and how many people probably died during sure. the damage of that battle. Right. Um, so everything now is like, we've evacuated the city and we've uh, we've done all, all of this, right? But this movie actually, uh, I could be wrong, didn't do that. Like while like the Hong Kong battle was happening, we saw people on the ground like, running like running like oh we were not expecting there to be a kaiju fight here like yeah. we need to go like of course there was like the kaiju alarms that would go uh go off at like the like so in the beginning in the pensacola florida scene right the kaiju alarm goes off but uh oh that looked kind of tight though when he was like just ruining the whole place that, that looked pretty cool when he was just <laughs> yeah. standing out of the ocean but um it was it was funny because then it cut to a cnn thing where it was like i watched him destroy that whole factory and i definitely people did not get out in time mm -hmm. and it said eight dead <laughs> eight dead and i don't want to be too morbid but the night i went and saw this movie in orange county california there was a, a mass shooting oh, where yeah. half that amount of people died 
and I was still able to just drive to the movies. I didn't see any police or anything. It was just like, so I was like, wait, wait, eight people died in that attack (laughs) on the Pensacola. Anyway, that just little things like that. You could pick apart all the time. And of course Mm -hmm. they don't want to put on CNN or or the fake CNN, like, you know, 12,000 dead in Florida from Godzilla attack, because then you kind of hate Godzilla, right? You're like, I know you, you were trying to do something good to stop the Mecha Godzilla creation. Right. But uh, I don't know. This stuff was so overplotted for a movie that where we just want to see two big animals fight. Absolutely, yeah. I think that was a problem. I, they should have just let them go. Um, you know what I did kind of like though is uh, the sort of adding to Kong's character through music. It was kind of like a weird choice, but every once in a while it would just play some music when when Kong was just chilling out or when he was being yeah, moved. Yeah. That was that was kind of interesting choice. I liked that boldness. Yeah, there was a lot of interesting choices. Um, I, 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 I'd have to watch the movie again, which I'll never do. But it, it, to, to actually give it some compliments on stuff, of course there were some cool stuff in here. But if at the second you took the side of that you enjoyed it, I was like, great, cool. So I can go kind of hard on this movie a little right. bit. And just uh, when I say I hated Godzilla versus King Kong, I'm talking relative to the movies I watch. You know what I mean? Like if you made mm-hmm. me watch like more space mutinies or some stuff that we've seen on this uh, podcast, of course I would rather watch Godzilla versus Kong a thousand times over that. Do you have a Do you have a favorite shot from this movie? Uh, yeah, give me a second to think about it. Okay, because I think mine would probably be. Uh, there's a there's a shot when Godzilla and Kong are fighting in in Hong Kong, and uh, like I think Godzilla or I think Kong has just punched Godzilla in the face, and then the the camera switches to like one of those perspective shots, you know, where like the camera's attached to Godzilla, and he's oh, wow. like falling backwards, and the camera falls with them. It's like so bizarre and and weirdly unfitting for the movie, but I love it. <laughs> Yeah, well, my favorite shot I actually already mentioned was the uh, the part where they, they they're in those like gravitron things and they drove by Kong's open mouth. Mm-hmm. Like like I said, it really felt like a universal ride. I, I really really like that. Like that got me like I was almost back on board. Of, like man, it would be really really cool if we stuck to a POV. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And yeah. just were like 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 go ahead and make the movie into a ride. Honestly, yeah. like. Some of the cool stuff in that original Godzilla from 2014 is when uh, Gareth, like, he'll put you in, like, an airport, and you'll be with the people, and you'll just see, yeah. like, Godzilla's huge. And another thing is the scale of the monsters in these movies. I, I mean, who can I blame, really? But they change so much. Like, even within a single scene, they'll change. And it's like, I know that stuff's impossible to keep track of, and it's like, really? That, that, that would make directing a movie like this so difficult is, like, the scale and everything. Right. But um, they do change wildly throughout, right? Like, like... Godzilla or Kong will like will like swim to an air carrier, and by the time they get to the air carrier, the or aircraft carrier, they're like so much bigger than the aircraft carrier. But then all of a sudden, both of them can just fit on it when they get on it. And <laughs> yeah. I understand that's with two of them standing up. And I, you know, when they swum by it, they were you know lateral. But right. then they get on it, and they're like safely on it, like they can move around and like punch each other and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, the scale is is a big big problem in these movies. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, okay. So you already kind of uh, gave us most of it, but what are your rankings here for the four? Yeah, so um, the we'll go worst, worst to best. So worst is uh, this one, Godzilla vs. King Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, third is, I never thought I would say this, but Kong Skull Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is the original uh, Godzilla 2014. And then, yeah, number one is definitely uh, Doherty's King of the Monsters. Okay, yeah, I, I think I'm almost there with you. I'd put worst as... Uh... 
uh, probably Kong Skull Island, then Godzilla, mm-hmm. then this one, Godzilla versus wow. Kong, then King of the Monsters is best. Wow, that's, that's wild. That's yeah. wild that you that you're ranking the 2014 one below this one. Yeah, I uh, but a it, good time. Yeah. You know, I've been hearing a lot of love for King of the Monsters uh, this past week, and and um, this movie generally got. You know, I, I've seen people liking it, and again, that's great. And like, I I, I really think that's cool, and I want to see more of these movies. My my one actual huge criticism, and we do joke around a lot on this show, and I know this episode is now going to probably just go over about an hour, but um, I'm glad we got into this. But so you have Gareth Edwards, Michael Doherty, Adam Wingard and jordan voigt roberts who have directed these movies and they're all out there right now like they i know they went to the tcl chinese theater to see in like the you know the nicest imax laser uh projector in the world that's where i saw blade runner 2049 Hmm. and they're taking pictures of each other and stuff like that and there's just no uh, doherty you know is not just a white dude but man like the like i look at those four um like three white dudes and michael doherty standing there and i'm like wouldn't it be cool to just give the one of these movies to anybody else you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. like it doesn't have to be and and, and again i'm not here to badmouth jordan vote roberts and david or uh, adam wingard uh gareth edwards seems like a cool guy and uh michael doherty um has made some cool stuff i love trick-or-treat and stuff like that but like like you like two of like the broiest white directors i can think of in hollywood are are making these movies and it's like man like just give give the give these movies any other perspective it's it's fucking godzilla why are white dudes directing godzilla movies absolutely i'm I'm right there with you yeah but you know like your uh your your thing about hitler liking king kong earlier i got i i I don't know i guess it makes sense that a white dude would direct a king kong movie (laughs) Um, so would you put would you put a uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong above all four of these? Um, I romanticize that movie a ton, mm. so it would be close. Like I, I'd have to listen. Fifteen years later, yes. Like if I have, you know, you can wait a movie on being like this movie's still pretty good. Fifteen years after its release, we'll see if uh, King of the Monsters is still the, as good as it was in twenty nineteen when thirty thirty four rolls around. Right, all right. I'll ask you again after we watch uh, King Kong, but would you yeah. put any uh, Godzilla movie, any other Godzilla movie above King of the Monsters? outside? Any of other this? contemporary ones? Uh, no, just any. Like, uh, oh, of, yeah. Of all. Um, I mean, ugh, this is really, really tough because I like Godzilla movies, but if you're asking me to throw on a Godzilla movie that I'm actually genuinely going to fully be entertained by the whole time and I'm not there, it's like... You know, Godzilla movies are are kind of um, people are going to kill me for this, but are, are kind of kitsch in a way of like you go to a screening of that to celebrate it and be with other people who like stuff you like. But like, if I'm in my hotel room right now in Scottsdale and I want to watch a movie that I'll, it like, it, yeah, no, <laughs> King of the Monsters is like has like like for a contemporary movie has everything that I want from a Godzilla movie. I would put I would put Shin Godzilla at the top. I think that's probably the best Godzilla movie. Oh yeah, Shin Godzilla is really good. Yeah, so um, I liked Shin Godzilla when it came out, but um, again, if you're if you're genuinely asking me if I'd rather watch a movie about like the the inner failings of the Japanese government, uh, you know, communicating with each other, mm-hmm. um, seen through the eyes of a Godzilla movie, which I thought was very clever, yeah. and you know, when the when the when the stuff goes down in that movie, it's very very good. Uh, or if I'd rather watch King of the Monsters with all these awesome. Uh, updated versions of these kaiju that i've loved for the past 30 years then uh no i'd rather watch the one that's updated and like quote-unquote awesome interesting i think i still might go shin godzilla because like it's it's 
Still got a sweet Godzilla with some great powers, and it has a, a good amount of humor in the movie too, which is cool. Yeah, it's oh yeah, great humor. But I, I'm uh, oh, the humor was almost as good as Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, <laughs> uh, and no, yeah, I mean, on this podcast, I exposed myself completely to being like Trevor just said he'd rather watch King of the Monsters, the 2019 Godzilla movie, over uh, you know the Mothra ones, or a uh, King Ghidorah is a fantastic one, or uh, we we played Destroy All Monsters at the like the mm-hmm. fact that I'm like willingly admitting that is like so like ugh should i be admitting that but <laughs> but uh i have to be honest man i, I can't you know that's like yeah. the same thing i was mentioning earlier like you know jaws and jurassic park are my favorite movies do i think like am i stoked that my one car why uh, criterion blu-rays just got here and that i get to watch all of those yeah of course but like <laughs> am i always going to throw those in on when i've had a bad day or whatever like probably not i'd like to see one car why tackle one of these wong kong why <laughs> well yes like i said i'd like to see anybody other than bro white dude hollywood take it down and i know like I, yeah that's me saying that and everyone's gonna be like he's just white knighting like you're like no i actually genuinely want to see another point of view on these movies we've done four of them from the same point of view absolutely give it to the wachowskis <sighs> come on now like that would be think pretty sweet you don't think the Wachowskis would have made a better Godzilla versus Kong than Adam Wingard? You're out of your mind. No, absolutely. I, I'm not being sarcastic. I think give give the next give a. No, I know you're not being sarcastic. You watched Jupiter Ascending and did not like shit on it. You were like, yeah, I think it was fine. It's yeah, fun, I would love know? to see the Wachowskis tackle a, a, a monster movie like this. I mean, I'll just go down the well of hate more. I'd like to see anyone else tackle these <laughs> movies. Um, all right, let's close it out. I got a question for you. Yeah. What is next in the monster movie universe? Uh, well, I, again, we've been skating around it. I hope it's something completely different. Uh, I think that we need to put the cap on this. Uh, I, I think that like this is the end game. This is the like the, if Marvel's made end game. This is like the Godzilla slash Kong end game, and we need to start seeing more American versions of these monster movies, like a Shin Godzilla. Hand it to an auteur have him make an interesting take on it no none of them have to connect we don't i don't need to none of them have to connect anymore you know what i mean like like you already failed at that so let's just move on so i see this as as big of a failure as what the dcu did with like justice league right Mm -hmm. like you tried to do your avengers you failed doing it and now you've released like birds of prey you have the new suicide squad coming up from james gunn like these movies might be actually pretty good because you've completely ignored continuity. You've given it to auteurs. So th- I think that's the next step. That was actually a very good answer. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But what do you mean by failure? Because I think the how WB and Legendary see this as a gigantic success. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, that's true. So we're going to get more of it. But I thought you asked me where I wanted it to. Oh, you were asking where it is going to go. Yeah, where will it go? Oh, I mean, it'll just say, be the same bullshit over and over again. It's going to be, it's gonna, it's gonna, they're going to continue doing it. And um, maybe the next one will be called like Revenge of Kong or something where he gets, he, he gets hit another, uh, another round with Godzilla or some shit. Okay, but give, it, give me what the next movie is. Absolutely. You're, you're locking it down. Uh, I'm going to tell you what the next movie is. The next movie is going to be uh, Kong fighting other Titans in the hollowed earth. Okay. There it is. I think uh, for me, uh, I think what you're saying is pretty close, but I don't think this is their end game. I think that this is their uh, like first Avengers movie. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That, that's, yeah that's a much better take. Yeah. I, I think their end game is eventually uh, destroy all monsters or whatever. 
Yeah, no, you're you're one hundred percent correct. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought about this. Although you asked it, you asked a loaded question so that you could give a better answer. No, I just uh, was so inspired by your terrible answer. <laughs> you were like, no, that's not how that's going to happen. Yeah, you're right. This is like the the 2012's Avengers. Uh, they're just going to keep adding in more and more weird, weird monsters. Right. Um, that um, your your layman like me will be like, oh, that's cool. But like then like hardcore fans are like, shit, I guess I'm on board again. You know what I mean? Like anybody yeah. who's been lost is like, we're going to break out Destroya. And I'm like. Like oh, fuck, I'll see that. I guess you know. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, yeah, continue your pitch. But I, I see where you're going with this. Well, the problem that they have now is that they only have the two antagonists, Godzilla and Kong. And I think that if they tried to do a spinoff like uh, a solo Mothra movie, I don't think it would do as well as like any any spinoff solo Marvel Marvel movies. So it's hard to say. I think the next movie is definitely going to be a Kong or a Godzilla movie fighting some big monster, introducing something else. But but they're also going to get tired of that very quickly. Like, I'm, I'm going to go see the next Godzilla movie for sure. But I, I know it's going to be exhausting already. Yeah, totally. I totally. You would, it, like, if, it, if the next one was Destroy All Monsters, I would be like, I will see that. But then I'll have the same complaints that I just told you about where I'm like, boy, did they not really set any of this up? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but but if, if, if they let Michael Doherty take it and it's actually just destroy all monsters and a bunch of monsters fighting i'd be like yeah no this was the only way you could have accomplished this but you're right now we're going now we're going into what marvel would have called like phase two right or or whatever where it's like now we're gonna set up for our infinity war endgame in in five plus years although these ones have been being uh made pretty quickly yeah i don't think they have the chops though to to go into a phase two that strongly so i think this is my prediction is that the next movie is probably a Kong. It's just a solo Godzilla or Kong movie. And that's setting up for Destroy All Monsters in like 2025. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm down. I'm down. All right. We'll see. Um, we'll still be on the air at that point. So I'm sure we'll be uh, reviewing that movie. <laughs> okay, Adam, do you have anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, just follow me on Instagram at Projector Fuel to see the movies I'm watching. And uh, check out my website, Adam J.C. Wagner, where you can see the stuff I've made. Awesome, and my plugs are I'm on Letterboxd. I make a little list of all of the movies we talked about on this podcast, and I rank them according to their genres. Uh, that's at Captain Dills. You can find me on my personals at Trevor Dills on Instagram and Twitter, and always at Ghost Party Picks on all other socials. Please review and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and smash that follow button on Spotify. Adam, I'm hearing a rumor. Is this true? Are we on Google Podcasts? We are, Trevor. Thank you to our one subscriber on there for keeping it alive. I want so badly for that one subscriber to come forward, but until then, we will thank that one subscriber every single episode. (laughs) We love you. Uh, All right, this was a fun one. Uh, It was a little bit long. Adam has a lot of editing to do to get to, uh, and I have a lot of laying out by the pool for the next two days to get to before i head back to the drive-in and y'all never see or hear from me again but uh adam thank you for making the time to record this i know you would still be asleep right now at 3 p.m if it weren't uh for this podcast that's right i would have been pulling a kong for sure (laughs) all right everybody thank you for listening to ghost party radio adam we have officially introed the creature feature bye bye Mm, that's a 10